to the Yontif of Shavuos, the challenge always is, especially when I talk to women or to girls, and um, and uh, over the last ten years, um, much of my uh, what we would call Harbatas Taira was is and was to girls. So the the challenge of Shavuos was always a message that women or girls could come out with that um, to feel something tangible about Shavuos. Why? Because if I would be talking to men, and we're talking in shul, so then it's very easy. Uh, there's there's no lack of things to talk about. Kashivas atayra, limud atayra, bittel atayra, etc. and etc. Um, there's so much to talk about, obviously. But when it comes to the girls, I mean, I could talk about that, and uh, even though. You know, maybe not all of you went to Yavna Seminary, so you don't know exactly what it means to mamish the Masmidim and Lima But, um, but the the it's not obviously the same message that I could give over to boys when it comes or men when it comes to Pesach Shavuos. Things are pretty much uh, um, the same. It's man Cheresenu, etc., etc. The Limudim are the same. But the Yantif of Shavuos obviously revolves around Matan Torah. And how do you tweak that message for the girls to come out with something or women to come out with something tangible and a chizuk? The other challenge of Shavuos that I always hear from the women and the girls is very simple. It's because there's no real mitzvah sayayim so the ladies feel very not involved in the yontif. The only thing they feel involved in is the food preparation and the cheesecake and the uh, and the meals and etc. etc. And um, and it's not like Pesach where as much as there is, but there's involvement in the mitzvahs. There's Pesach, there's matzah, and there's mar and alakaisis and agada and etc. and etc. There's at least involvement in the mitzvahs and sukkahs. You have lulav and sukkah, whether you're obligated, not obligated, but you have an opportunity at least. Besides for all the meals and the food, you have the opportunity to um, to, to take part in the mitzvah hayyim. The problem with Shavuos doesn't have a mitzvah hayyim. There's no mitzvah in Shavuos, uh, any special mitzvah. It's man matan tayrasenu. So the men they take it and the way they they take it to limanatayra and learning, staying up a whole night learning. And then the girls and the women feel very much relegated to the kitchen and uh, to the food and. Uh, and they don't feel very uh, spiritual in the Avaida Sayyim of Shavuos. So, that is another challenge um, in trying to give a, a perspective on what the Yantif of Shavuos is all about. Now, the truth is that, to really say this honestly, that the role of food on Shavuos is a very important role. And it's a role that is more important than in any other yantif. And I'll exp- and I'll explain what I mean. What do I mean? The Gemara tells us a that there's a machlaikis, there's an argument amongst the Tanoim. What's the ma- machlaikis? There are two psukim in the Torah. In one pasuk, in Parshas Re'ei, it says Atzeres l'Hashem Malikecha. Atzeres doesn't necessarily mean Shavuot. Here means yantif. Yantif is for Hashem. There's another pasuk in Parashas Pinchas that tells us, Atzeres ti alochem. Yantif should be for you. So one pasuk tells me the focus of Yantif should be on Hashem, and the other pasuk tells me the focus of Yantif should be on me. 
So there's a machlaikas tanaim what to do with this seemingly seeming contradiction here in the in the psukim. So what do you, what's what what's what's the um, what's the machlaikas? Rabbi Lezer holds. Rabbi Lezer says that the pasuk is telling me that you have a choice. Person has a choice how to spend their yantif. Do you focus only on Hashem, which means focusing the day on Ruchnius, on Tefillah, on Taira? Of course, you have to eat also, but that's not the focus. You'll have a regular meal, like eat lunch and supper and breakfast every other day, and uh, chick chack, and you'll eat it and finished. But most of your day, the main focus of the day, will be on Ruchnius. Or, that's one choice. You could be Mekayin Nefasek. Or you have a choice, no. Kulei Lachem. Which means to say, of course you have to dive, and of course you have to learn Tyra. But the focus of the day is going to be on Lachem. And the person eating and drinking a Sudas Yantif, feeding his body, of course, in the spirit of the day of Simchas Yantif. But that's where the focus is going to be on the Lachem. That's where Rebbe Lazar says you have a choice. Could be that choice depends on the madrig of the person and how he's able to serve Hashem. But you have a choice. You either do the pasuk of Lachem or you do the pasuk of Hashem. Comes along the Chachamim and they argue. And they say, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you have to split. When you have two psukim that contradict each other, see, you can't choose one and ignore the other. You have to do both. So how do you do both? Chelkeyu. You split the day. Half of the day a person spends serving Hashem in the Beis HaMedrish and Torah and Tefillah and half of the day he focuses on the Lochem on the Suda and on the Simcha and on the, on the eating and making a beautiful Suda and, and everything that comes along with Lochem. So you split the day. The Gemara tells us Om Rabbi Rabbi said that on Shavuos, there is no Machlaikas. This Machlaikas, Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua, is only a Machlaikas in other Yom Tevim, Pesach and Sukkot. But on Shavuos, there is no Machlaikas. Because everyone agrees on Shavuos. Now let's pause for a moment. If we were writing the Gemara, and we had to think, on Shavuos, who should agree to whom? Who should agree to whom? So we would probably think Shavuos is Yom Matan Taira Seinu, the day we received the Taira. So therefore, that's the day probably everyone should agree. You spend Kulay Hashem. This is the day we got the Taira. Spend the day learning Taira and Tefillah. Kulay Hashem. Why? Because you got the Taira today. That's how we would write the Gemara probably. However, the Gemara doesn't write itself that way. Rabbi Lazar says no. Hakol Ma'idim. Everyone agrees. That means even Rabbi Lazar who holds and then every other Yantif, you're able to choose, and you can even choose Kulay Lashem, it can't be on Shavuos. Shavuos has to have Lachem. Shavuos has to have the aspect of a Suda, of food, of eating and drinking. Why? Says the Gemara, my time, or what's the reason? Because Yoim Shanitna by Tyra. Today's the day we got to Tyra. Today we got the Tyra, so that's why we have to eat. We have to make sure to eat and drink. What does one have to do with the next? Adarab, the opposite, if anything, is true. That the day we got the Tyra is probably the day that we should make Kulay Lashem, like we would have written it. So there's a very insightful Rashi. 
on this Gemara. And I'll read Rashi to you. Rashi says, You need Bochem. Sheyismach boy b'maychol v'mishta. And Shavuos one must rejoice with eating and with drinking. Why? Says Rashi, Laharis, a person has to show, a person has to display, a person has to declare. Laharis. Shenayachu mekubal yayim zeli Yisrael. That this day, Shenitna Tairabai, this day that the Torah was given, Nayach umikubul yaimzali Yisrael. Nayach, it's pleasant. Mikubul, it's accepted. It's something that we're happy about. What is Rashi telling us? Rashi is telling us a very, a very important thing. And an insight into what Shavuos is all about. Pesach is man cheirusainu. No one has to prove that they're happy with Khairis. It's very obvious. You don't have to show you're happy with Khairis. Everyone wants freedom. Sukis, Ananya covered. Okay, it doesn't cost us anything to have Ananya covered. I mean, it's something very happy uh, to have. And everything that goes along with Sukis. You don't need any special display that we need a proof and a declaration that we're happy with the Yantif. But Shavuos is the Yantif that we got the Tyra. Now, the Torah comes along with many trials, tribulations, we would even call hardships. You can't do what you want, you can't eat what you want, you can't marry who you want, etc., etc. It's not so simple. It's a hard thing. It's an oil, it's a yoke. At the same time, with the, with the, in, in retrospect, when you look back at history, over the last number of 2,000 years or whatever it is of Gaulus, thousand years of goals, whatever it is, and, I'm sorry, two thousand, at least two thousand years of goals, that when we look back, how much were we persecuted because of this Tyra? How many times was Kla Yisrael asked to give up their lives and did give up their lives for the Tyra? So who says that um, we're so happy with the day we got the Tyra? Now we're stuck with it. Because 4,000 years ago, whatever it was, Kla Yisrael said, Nasev Nishma. But, okay, so I'm stuck with it. And I have to do it. And I understand everything that comes along with it. But am I happy about it? Mechatesi. How, how do we know that? So you'll say, okay, but look, the person learned a whole day, Kula Lashem on Shavuos. That's also wonderful. That doesn't demonstrate that you're happy that you have the Torah. You have to learn. So I learned the whole day. What should I do? A person shows joy and happiness through eating and drinking. That's a fact. So therefore, on Shavuos, it's very important to have Lochem. It's very important to have the aspect of eating and drinking. Why, says Rashi? Because a person on Shavuos has to display Laharos. It's not a given that everyone's so excited about the Yom of Shavuos and everything it represents. We have to display, we have to show that it's pleasant, it's sweet, we're happy, we accept it. It sits very well with us this day and that means to say that we're demonstrating that not only are we doing and keeping the Torah because we have to it's because we want to because if we would have to say again today we would say it with knowing everything that comes along with the Torah with knowing the gullus that comes along with the Torah because we understand what the Torah really does for us and that is why on Shavuos there must be an aspect of Lochem
So in fact, when you think about it, and you think about the importance of the food, and the cheesecake, and the sudas, and everything that goes into the Lachem of Shavuos, it's just as important as the learning of Tyra and Shavuos, and maybe even more important. Because the learning of the Tyra does not display and indicate necessarily the Simcha. It doesn't necessarily indicate that we're happy doing this. It doesn't necessarily show that we would have done this again. When we eat, and we drink, and we're Mesameach, and we show our Simcha, that shows and that's why on Shavuos everyone agrees that there must be an aspect of Lachem everyone agrees you need it because we have to show it's not a given and for us we have to remember that that the Torah is important and the Tefillah is important but no less important and maybe even more important is the Suda because that is what the day really represents Shavuos is a day that we have to show that we're happy. And we throw, show it through the Achira and the Shniya. Now, when a person shows that they're happy about something, and a person realizes, why am I happy about it? What does the Torah do for me? What does the Torah do for my life? What does the Torah do for my Neshama? The Torah makes me a better person. The Torah refines me. The Torah teaches me self-control. Because the Torah makes it that I'm not a slave to my body. You know, Chazal tell us that the Lashen in the Nemeris um, Hamar, when he talks about the Yantif of Shavuot, so he says, um, let me just find it here, I'll read it to you. He says like this. Um, he says that Lefisha Hayoyim Harishayim Shvuis is the culmination of Sviras Haimer. Sviras Haimer, as we know, started on the second and the second day of Pesach was the day we brought the Karbon Haimer, the Karbon Haimer. And the carbon ha'aymer was the first, was a barley, barley flour carbon. Barley is the first thing that, um, that, that's harvested. It, uh, it, it grows the quickest. And we bring from the first of the produce of the new harvest the carbon. And then we count 49 days from that carbon ha'aymer. And on day number 50, on Shavuos, we bring Another carbon mincha, another flour carbon, it's called the shtei halechem, the two loaves of bread. Now these shtei halechem are brought not from barley, they're brought from, brought from fine wheat flour. And the sphira is from the carbon aimer to the shtei halechem, from the barley to the wheat. So, says the, I'll, I'll, I'll expound on that in a moment, but says the Menaris Hamar, the first day of Svira Sa'imer, we came out of Mitzrayim. The day after we came out of Mitzrayim. And that day our bodies became free from bondage, from the Mitzrayim. But the 50th day, says the Menaris Samar, is Kaddish. Shiriyai Matan Why? Hayashikhar Hanifashas Li Yisrael. And that day, 
our neshama became free from its bondage. Our neshama was in bondage? Yes. Shehayu belay taira. We didn't have a taira. Avadim nafshesayam legufam. A person may be free physically from someone who is enslaving him. But without the taira, Klaisha was a slave to their guf. Their guf, their taiva, their desires, that's what ran their lives. Came along the taira and teaches a person how to free his neshama from bondage. Free his neshama from the abdus it has to the guf. Because taira teaches a person that what runs my body or what's supposed to run my body, my body doesn't run itself. It doesn't control itself, meaning because there's really no control. Adarabha, my seicho, my mind, my intellect, that's what is in charge of controlling my body. I have a big desire to eat a piece of chazer, so I'll go eat it. That means my body's in charge. I'm a slave to my body. But the Torah teaches me to have self-control. No, you don't have to give in to every single taiva. I want to do this thing. I don't know, whatever Avera it is. Whatever desire it is. The Torah teaches me control. Torah is freedom. Well, a freedom? You tell someone Torah is freedom, you give them a list of 613 mitzvahs plus. You tell them freedom, you're the biggest slave. No, that's called freedom. Because we're free, because we're in control. We are in control of what we do. We're not a slave to our bodies. The muscle you give is to the to the to an addict, someone who's an addict, whether it's a drug addict, alcoholic, a food addict. There's all different types of addictions out there. And you give the person a set of rules, and you tell them that this is what you have to do. They become free. What do you mean free? Now you're restricted. Before that, you could eat, drink, and do whatever you want. Yeah, but that was called being a slave to your body, a slave to your desires. Now I'm free from that bondage. All the rules, those make me free. And that's what the Taira does for us. The Taira makes a person free from his guf, enslaving his neshama. Now, once we have the Taira, we have a mochama going on. But many times, if you think about it, how much self-control we really do have, and how much we could control ourselves... And if a person is fleshiks and they have a big tie with have ice cream, they wait. What do you think? Where does that come from? Uh, a guy who doesn't have tyra is a slave to his body. It's like an animal. I think an animal starts questioning how long he has to wait if he looks at fleshiks. He's hungry. He goes and eats and finishes the gamarno. And that's how it is. But a yid doesn't have that. We have the tyra. The tyra made us into free people. Our neshamas are now free. And that is the difference why the carbon haimer is barley flour and the mshteh alechem is wheat flour. Barley, Chazal tells us, barley is Michael Behema, this is Parsha, by the Saita, she brings a, she brings a carbon also of Sairim, why it's Michael Behema, she acted like an animal, she, she brings a carbon of an animal. It's Michael Behema. Without the Torah, Michael Behema. We're just like any other animal. With the Torah, we become royal, we become refined, we can now have fine flour. We become people. People, we fine flour. And not only that, I think the Naim Torah says, the reason why we get to now eat people food, the Shteh HaLachem, is because the Torah teaches us how to eat as well. Everything we have, the Torah, and this is the truth as you think about it, I'm just thinking as I talk, that the, the, the difference between 
any other religion or any other the Gayim or anyone else is, is and especially you see this amongst the the, the other the other religions the the uh, different religions you see that they when it comes to physical thing when it comes to physical things it's like uh, it's like evil physical things like an evil thing you know if you're a priest you can't uh, you can't marry it's, it's too much physical or, 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 or a nun has to take a, a, an oath of whatever and, and, or, and, and it comes to physical things and they fast a lot and you see the Hindus and the whoever, whatever it is they do all these things when it comes to the physical they can't relate to it physical, something has to be suppressed that's what they feel and in fact there's a, there's a halacha that a guy could bring a carbon oil up a guy could bring a carbon oil up what's a carbon oil? a carbon oil is a carbon that is Entirely put on the Mizbech, consumed on the Mizbech, Kulayla Hashem. Nobody eats from that carbon, no people. A guy cannot bring a carbon shlamim. Only a yid can bring a carbon shlamim. A carbon shlamim, part goes on the Mizbech, part goes to the Kayin, part goes to the Yisrael, the Bailim, the one who's bringing the carbon. Because a guy can't relate to taking something physical and doing something holy with it. Kulayla Hashem, that he could relate to. And that's why when it comes to physical things, those who, they profess to be the Hasidim of whatever religion they are, it's, 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 it's loaded with, with, with fast days and, and, and all types of physical um, torture, so to speak, and things that they do to themselves to suppress the physical. A yid, on the other hand, could bring a carpent shlomit. Because Tyra teaches us that we take the physical and we're makdashit. We sanctify it. We make it Kaddish. That's the Kayach of Taira. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Meshachachman writes, uh, could be some of you have done, did, it, did this for uh, one of my reports or something, that before Matan Taira, by the snare, Hashem said, Shoes are always the, in the symbol of the physical. The shoes touch the ground. So Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, you want to talk to me before Matan Taira? Take away the physical. You have to be Tzkulay Ruchnias. After Matan Taira, my Shabbeinu goes up his full physical body to Shemayim. The, the Malachim say, Mal Yeludi Shabbeinu. The Shamas we know come up here. But a physical body? Even the Malach couldn't understand such a thing. But that's the Kaya HaTaira. The Taira is Maktish a person. The Taira says, take the physical. You're in charge of it. You control it. And not only do you control it, you can even sanctify it. You could be Maktish it. Sometimes you're Maktish it by being Pirish. Sometimes you're being Maktish it by eating and drinking and using Eilam Hazeh and using the physical for Kedusha. But it all starts with the understanding that we have a Neshama. We have a Neshama and the Torah wants us that that Neshama should be as powerful as it could be and successful as it could be. How do we do that? Through Ruchnius and through being Maktish the Gashmius. Using our physical body and using our physical needs for Kedusha. That's what the Torah does for us. That's why it's called Tairas Chayim. It's entirely, our entire life revolves around the Tairah. Every minute of the day, if you go over and tell a guy and say, you know what, the Tairah, there's halachas in Sim and Gimel and Shulchan Aruch called Hilchas Beis HaKisei. How to go to the bathroom. They would say, you're crazy. In the bathroom, you have Taira too? Yeah, in the bathroom, you have Taira too. Because Taira is not only in the base Hamadrish. Taira is every aspect of our life. The Taira teaches us how to be Makadish everything. That's the Kaya HaTaira. And I, I think I may have said this once before, but it's Kedai to say again. 
we all know that um, it says Vayitzyatzu Tach Tisahar Tach Tisahar Kaf Alem Harkigigis Kadosh Baruch Hu took Har Sinai and he suspended it over Klai so like a barrel and he told them if you're Makabal the Torah good if not Sham Tiyak Furaschat this is where your end will be and and all the Mefarshim already the Midrashim asked the question Klai so said Nasev Nishma Nasev Nishma and now you have to force them into the Torah? So why do you have to force them? Didn't they say, Nasev and Ishmael? So there's many, many Terutsim. But the Terut I once heard, B'Shem, Rab Shimshin, Pinkus, Sechrein, Levracha, unbelievable Terut. He said, it's clear, we know that Klai Yitzchol and the Rabbi Nishalom and the Torah was like a marriage. Like a marriage. Because that says, Klai Yitzchol was like the Kala, the Rabbi was like the Chassin. Now, the Chuppah was the Harsinai suspended over us. That was the Chuppah. Chuppah was the canopy on top of us. And you see that from the Rishonim talk about this. It was the Indian of a Chuppah. So says the Pinkus, the Gavart. He said, what's the difference between an engaged couple and a married couple? Very simple. An engaged couple really leads two separate individual lives. They do their own things. Every once in a while they meet. This is before text messaging when they could up to update each other every moment of the day. But in the olden days, before these things, they, you would meet and you would catch up and each one would tell the other one what's going on in their life because it wasn't a shared life. It was two separate lives. And then they would part their ways till the next time they meet and they catch up again. Two separate lives that come together every once in a while to connect. Nisuin, a married couple, they lived one life. They're supposed to, at least. They lived one life. That means everything I do is intertwined with what my spouse does. And we know what's going on in each other's life because it's all intertwined together with each other. That's why sometimes we have nothing to talk about. Because everything we were talking about before we got married, and now it's obvious, it's like a waste of words. It says Rav Shem is like this. When they said Nasa and Ishma, they were willing to be engaged to Hakadosh Baruch You know what engaged to Hashem means? Very simple thing. Hashem, I'm going to come to Shachris. Shachris, you know, that's we're meeting each other. I'll talk to you there. I'll learn a little bit afterwards. But then we part ways. We're engaged. Remember, we don't live the same life. Now I go to breakfast. Breakfast is my turf. Breakfast is is is, is my body. That's me. I'll meet you again by Mincha, Rabbi Nishalom. We'll meet again, like engaged couples. We'll meet again. Nasev and Ishma, we're willing to do this. But there's certain things that are on our terms. Lunch, supper, sleeping, etc. That's on our terms. Spiritual things, that's your terms, Rabbi Nishalom. We'll meet you there. That's not what Torah is. Torah is all-encompassing. Torah is a marriage. Torah is an Nesuin. That needed a Kafaleam Archegigis. That you eat with the Rabbi Nisham and you sleep with the Rabbi Nisham and then you do all your physical needs with the Rabbi Nisham. Not just davening with the Rabbi Nisham. Everything is the Rabbi Nisham. Everything is the Torah. That's a much harder thing to be Makabal. But I have to eat also with the Rabbi Nisham. The way he tells me to eat. But that's what Torah is. Torah is not just for the Ruchnis. Torah is for the Gashmis as well. It's Mikadash a person. That's what Torah is all about. And Torah makes the neshama into a better neshama. And that's something that's very important to understand about Yoy Matan Teresainu. What this Torah we have is. That this Torah is chayim. It tells us how to live every day. And that makes us the biggest B'nai Chayrin. The freest people. We have the most rules. <coughs> Excuse me. The most rules. 
but at the same time that gives us the freedom because we're not slaves to our body we're not slaves to our desires we're not slaves to every narishkeit that's out there we have a neshama and our seichel that those are supposed to be leading us on the way yes the goof gets involved and the tithing gets involved and sometimes we fall and sometimes we can't control ourselves but at the end of the day we can never give up we always have to remember that the seichel and our neshama alikai neshama shenasata bi tahirahi it's tahira it's tahira and that's why the neshama can't be soival many different things it can't be soival a lack of sneers for example can't be soival that Neshama can't be cycled that. Uh, if someone doesn't have a neshama, so, so then uh, they could be a prutza, and they could dress and uncover themselves, etc., etc. But a neshama can't handle that. And a person has to realize that. You have to realize that if you really are focused on your neshama, and on ruchnius, and on what Torah could do for us, you have to be cognizant of that fact. Now, it doesn't mean to say, again, every Nisayan you're going to pass. Many Nisayanis you won't pass. But at least you have to remember that this is what Taira does for a person. Taira does this for a person. And that is what the Yom of Shavuos is all about. So when a person feels happy about Taira, and with Michael and Mishta, you have to understand what you're happy about. What are we happy about? It's not something that's Meyuchot for men. It's for everybody. It's for God's Klai Yisrael. Be happy that we have this Torah that gives us the opportunity to break free from our desires and our taivas and all the other shlusim that are out there that are physical, physical things that are trying really, really to control us. That's what the Torah gives us an option and every mitzvah refines another part of our body. Do we know what it does and how it does it? No. But what do we say every time you say a mitzvah? Asher kiddishanu b'mitzvah Kiddishanu. Every mitzvah sanctifies us. It's mikadish us. It gives us a kedusha, which gives us, it pumps up, so to speak, and recharges our neshama to give us the kayak to go weiter. And the better you do a mitzvah, the better you say a bracha, your neshama gets a better charge, and the next time you have an isayan, so then... The, the, the odds are, are, are stronger that you'll be able to come out and overcome it. And even if you don't overcome it, at least you'll have harata. And maybe you'll put something into play to stop you and to help you the next time around. So that is what Taira does for Klai Yisrael and does for a person. And on this day of Yom HaShavuos, which is the day when we can now call ourselves people, and we can eat Michael Adam, and not only eat Michael Adam, we can eat that Michael Adam. That's what it is, you're eating the food. Because Tyra teaches us how to eat. The reason we get to eat this people food is because we have a Tyra who teaches us that we're not animals. We eat like people, not like animals. That means you don't have to have every tithe in the world, even if it's kosher, riyasher, with 14 achsherim. There's no mitzvah to have every tithe in the world, and there's no mitzvah to eat every moment that you decide you have to eat, and every mishagas. These are, it's, 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 these are madregas that I'm talking to you about, but at least you should hear them, and understand that's what Tyre is all about. And when you're happy on this day, and you realize that Torah gives us a Torah Chayim, so then you can take the Michael and the Mishnah. And that's why, again, the Michael and the Mishnah play such an important role. Because eating and drinking is the epitome of physical. And on this day of Shavuos, 
We want to celebrate what the Torah is. The Torah is not just sitting and learning 24 hours a day. That the Goyim also have such a Zach, that they'll sit in 24 hours, they'll meditate. But they won't eat. Because when they eat, that's not part of their, that's not religious. Torah teaches us how to eat. And that's why in Shavuot, again, another reason why it's so important to have food, why you need Lachem. Because we have to display that Torah teaches us how to live our physical lives as, w- as well. How to live it in a way of Kedusha. And then, once you've celebrated, once you understand what Torah does for a person, the next level has to be pride. And this is a very important thing in our generation. Pride in Torah. And excitement. But the Ikr, I want to point out, is the pride. Because when you're happy about something, and you appreciate something, and you understand the chashivas of something, then you're proud of it. Vayig bali Hashem is a very important thing. A person has to be proud of the Yiddishkeit. A person is not supposed to be apologetic of the Yiddishkeit. And a person is not supposed to say, well, if someone's going to look at me funny because I'm wearing a long skirt, or my skirt covers whatever, or my sleeves go this far, or etc., etc., I have to be proud, and I have to understand why am I doing this? Because this is what the Torah tells me to do. So people are going to look funny at me? Maybe they'll look funny at me. And sometimes it's other from people that look funny as well, at you as well. But a person has to realize that this is, I have to be proud of it, because this is what the Torah wants from me. This is what the Torah wants from me, and I understand it's chashibas. You're You're proud of things that you realize how valuable they are. The people who don't understand their value, those are the ones who deride it. Those are the ones who don't understand it. And, and, and uh, a number of years ago, Shavuot's time, there was a very interesting article in the news that I came across that I thought was so apropos for Shavuot. And it, it's sort of my... Um, I'm, I'm not really usually... I don't really like uh, handle like this, especially those of you who hear my shirim. I don't usually bring in... Uh, I cannot don't even bring in stories usually. But to bring in something from the news is not really so common for me. But I think this is an unbelievable lesson. There was a lady... Um, there was a lady, this is um, from 2009, about four years ago, May 22nd, 2009. There was a lady, her name is Caroline Miller. Maybe she's a Yid, I don't even know. But at that point, she was going to be the seventh generation graduate from West Point in her family. Um, she was seven straight generations from the year... 18-something or another, 173 years ago, from 2009, you'll figure out what year that was, um, that her great-great-great-great-grandfather graduated when Andrew Jackson was the president. And so on and so forth, through the Civil War, World War I, World War II, Vietnam, etc., um, her family graduated from West Point. And she was the seventh, until West Point allowed women in, it wasn't so long ago, but, um, but, um, but she was the seventh straight generation. Now, when they interviewed her, she said such an unbelievable thing, and if every one of you, and myself as well, would think this, every time we open a sitter, and every time we open a safer, and every time we put on our uniform, which is the way we dress, and the way we act, and the way we talk, and everything that we do about ourselves, it would be just like an, an unbelievable Hindi Mukhan. Listen to her words. She said, I consider it more of a privilege than a burden. It's hard. If I'm putting words into her mouth now. Some people consider it a burden. Here, you have to live up to seven generations. No, she says it's a privilege. And she continues, 
I'm walking where my great-grandfathers have walked. I'm having the same opportunity that they had to see what they saw, to do what they used to do. And she ended off and she said, I'm part of an incredible tradition. Every time you open a Chumash, every time you open a Siddur, you know what you're saying? You should say? This is where my great-grandfather walked. Longer than seven generations. Much longer than seven generations. I having the same letters, the same Torah that my great-great-grandfather, that Moshe Rabbeinu learned. Whatever their state saw, I'm seeing. What they used to learn, I'm learning. I'm part of an incredible tradition. That's pride in who we are. That's why it says that when the Umm Salam said to Hashem, why don't you give us the Torah, Hashem said, bring me your Sefer Yuchsin. Do you have pride in your ancestors? We have pride. That's called, that's the Yom Tiv of Shavuot. Sefer Yuchsin. We have to realize what type of tradition, so to speak, like she said it, we're part of such an incredible tradition. We're part of a Klai Yisrael. We're part of a Taira. We're part of Taira Chayim. The rest of the world is missing it. They're traveling along this world and it's not their job. And they're just slaves to their Gufim. And they're slaves to their Taivas. And we are not like that. We're not supposed to be like that. We have a Taira. And we have to realize the Hashivas of this Taira. And it has to reflect itself in every aspect of our life. And obviously I'm not telling anyone that you have to make drastic changes in your life and so on and so forth. That's not healthy either. But you have to be cognizant of this fact that we can't be nispal. We have to be proud of who we are. And the last story I always end off with is the famous story that maybe I even made it famous, I don't even know, with Margaret Thatcher, who has just passed away in England. She was the Prime Minister of England for many years in the glorious days of President Ronald Reagan. The two of them uh, kept the free world going. And she once came as Prime Minister to a state dinner together with the Queen of England, and they were both wearing the same outfit. And it was a, uh, obviously a, a big faux pas, so to speak, and the papers and the tabloids had a party with her. And she felt very bad about it. It was an honest mistake. And she sent a letter to the Secretary of the Queen that said, it said, um, she apologizes, it was a mistake, a misunderstanding, it was unintentional, and perhaps from now on, whenever they're going to the same affair, the Secretary should tell the Prime Minister, Mrs. Thatcher, what the Queen's wearing, so this won't happen again. So the Secretary of the Queen sent her back a note, and it said as follows. It says, Dear Ms. Prime Minister, the Queen does not notice what other people wear. What a line. That's what Malchus is. We're talking about the Prime Minister here. We're not talking about a serf or a slave. We're talking about the Prime Minister. But the Queen is the Queen. I'm Malchus. Everybody else is not a gay to me. I'm sure she talked to her. She's the Prime Minister. I'm sure she spoke to her directly to her face. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a picture of them talking to each other. And yet, the Secretary of the Queen says, you know what Malchus means? The Queen does not notice what other people wear. That means I talk to you, I interact with you, I have what to do with you. But I'm Malchus. I'm not Nespal. No one else around me is on my radar, sque- ra- radar screen. 
And that's what it means to be proud to be a Jew. To be proud to be a Yid. To be proud of Torah. We have to go out into the world and we have to interact with the Goyim. That's what we have to do. We have to do it like a mensch. But not their dress and not their food and not their music. All these things should not have a Roshan because we are proud of who we are and we are Malchus. And the Queen does not notice what other people wear. And if they're wearing Mishagasim and they're wearing things that are not sneers and things that are maybe sneers and could have been sneers and, and the way they talk and the way they eat and every time there's a new Mishagas from this and, and whatever it is, it's not negated to us. It seeps into our it seeps into our culture. There's nothing to talk about. But that's not how it should be. If we know who we are, if we know what Malchus is, for Mamlechus Kayanim Kaddish, and we understand that we have the Malucha called Taira, the Queen doesn't notice what other people wear. The Queen doesn't notice what other people eat. The people the Queen doesn't notice how other people act. We carry ourselves with a different malucha, with a different way of of of, of carrying ourselves and not being a spoil from what's going on out there in the world. And this is a and this is a, a very important thing that we have to remember. And this is really the lesson of Shavuos. So just to recap here. We started off talking about that the wise food such an important role because we have to demonstrate and display that we're happy that we have a Torah. But displaying we're happy we have a Torah is the understanding what Torah does for us and how beneficial Torah is for us and how we're really free with Torah and how we can eat only because we have a Torah and that's another reason that the food plays such an important role. And then that has to lead, if you want to know what Yitzchak Shavu is, what the Simcha and the Hakar of what Taira does for a person, what Yitzchak should be, Yitzchak is the pride in Taira, being proud of who we are, not being misspelled and not being influenced, realizing we are Mamlechus Kayanim. Let's influence the world. Let's influence the world. You know, there was recently a, a story in, in, in one of the magazines about uh, a true story. A lady was saying, oh, she got stuck somewhere near Lakewood or an old bridge or something and this and then and, and she had her car fixed it was there Shabbos etc etc and she was trying to get across the street to get a coffee while her car was being fixed some drunkard was screaming at her are you Jewish? are you Jewish? and she was like trying to get to that uh, across the street to whatever it was the Dunkin' Donuts or something wherever she was going to get her coffee as quick as possible she was getting nervous this guy looked like a homeless drunkard and he's screaming hey ma'am hey ma'am you know uh, are you Jewish? and <laughs> anyways finally he just said to her he says, I knew you were Jewish. He says, I could always tell the Jewish women. You know how I can tell? He was having this conversation with himself, but she was listening. And his lost was, and, 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 and maybe, maybe my whole, uh, and I just want to apologize here, maybe my whole, my whole slant here that I am in the, in the little bit of the Tzniyas, uh, Shmuzing Shabbat, is not really so Tzniyas for me to tell you, but at the same time, since I'm not talking directly to you face to face, I feel that it's a message I want to get across. But his blushing was, listen to this drunkard, because the Jewish women don't dress like the rest of the women. They dress with respect. He says, all the other women, they dress to make you look and make you think and do everything else. But the Jewish women dress with respect. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not malucha to be spoil from the people who are doing things that are not malchistic. If that's, if you really are proud and you understand you have a neshama, and neshama can't be soivel in things that are not sneers, and neshama can't be soivel eating like a behemoth, because I'm a neshama, I'm a person. 
I'm not just an animal, I'm not just a a a, a, a guy who just gives into his tithes. I have malchus to me. I have pride in who I am. So then Adarabba, let me go and convince them. Let me be a a a Orlagayim. Let me be the one who they should be misfollowed from. Not that I should be influenced by them. Let me go influence them. And I'm not misfollowed from anyone else who tells me that this is not the way you should do and this and that and so on and so forth. If I am proud and I'm confident in my Torah and in my Neshama and in my Ruchnias, then I'm not misfollowed from anyone else. I just do what the Torah tells me to do. And that's what's supposed to be on the other side of a Shavuos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give you the chizik that you should be zaycha to be makabo and understand what a treasure we have what a terror we have what an ava the Rabbi has for us and, um, and if we do that we'll have really been used and understood the lesson of the Shavuos and we'll become taka be makabli ha we'll become better people not better malachim better people with our guf and neshama together and we'll be zaycha that the Rabbi Nisham will give us kol mili demetav and mali Hashem kol Good morning, Mr. Taiva, and you should have a good morning.